0: Good morning, fellow Gooners. Welcome to another episode of Karen
1: Talk. I'm yours. Morning, my coach is usual, Aidan. Aiden. How's guys? Um, Arsenal take on Crystal Palace, London derby. Well, I was a bit nervous personally, especially getting knocked out to Sporting Lisbon in the Europa League. You kind of felt that, you know, what is this team's response going to be? And they played 120 minutes. Um, you know, Palace sacking Vieira a few hours before that. And, you know, I was a bit, bit nervous, to be honest. You know, thinking, I hope these guys don't, don't fatigue, doesn't kick in. I mean, and also the fact that Saliva was replaced by Rob Holding as well. So, you know, they didn't go in this game too confident at first.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's also like the, what, what I wanted to add was, like it's the last game before the uh, European Championship qualifiers. And I mean, Arsenal also waited or actually wanted to, you know, get the points on the board with Man City being, you know, occupied or preoccupied with a FA Cup uh, tie against Burnley. So, I mean, also makes exchanges from that uh, midweek Europa League game, or the Europa League Arctic, actually. Uh, ben White returned, as you mentioned, now holding and replaced uh, injured Saliba. I mean, of course, most fans were also a bit edgy you know, with him coming in. Um, then Odegaard party returned return with Vieira and Jorginho making way, and then Jesus stopped to the bench with uh, Nelson, and then Saka and Rosad replacing the two of them. So I mean, Arsenal get the game <clears throat> underway, and I mean, in the first eight minutes of the game, I don't know how you were feeling, but I mean, it, for me, it was very cagey in the beginning. I think Arsenal also knew the like you know the repercussions of failure in a game like this because I mean, as you said, those are other. Day, I mean, I hate sometimes also say it, but. It's also like you do getting to a point where it's like must win because, look, you just want to create that space between you and the chasing
1: pack. Yeah, I no, the, I think that, that 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 space is important for Arsenal. I think, you know, you don't want to go towards the latter part of the season having still neck and neck. You know, you kind of want to open that gap. And I think it's going to be important to go into the international break with eight points because, I mean, you look at Man City, you know, it seems like they're firing on all cylinders at the moment. I mean... You know, bagging um, what's it, 13 goals in two games, Highland with two hat tricks, yeah, or, or eight goals, should I say, in two games. So it seems like they also eating that stride. But you know, that eight point, you know, that eight point gap, could be made? I mean, another two came in the but it kind of puts pressure on them to say, you know, if you guys mess up, you know, we're gonna take, we're gonna make this gap bigger. Yeah.
0: So I mean, the, the big first big chance actually falls to. Crystal Palace, when Schlup wins the ball, keeping the Palace off, he ends up releasing uh, Wilfrid Zaha, and I mean, Zaha ends up roasting Ben White for speed, he then cuts inside and then fires a shot at goal, but then I mean, when he's ball ends up beating Ramsdale at the near post, the ball ends up beating the post, the back of uh, Ramsdale's leg, and then goes out for a goal kick.
1: Yeah, it was nervy moments, you know, I was waiting for the ball to to go over the line, actually, when that happened. And, yeah. But, you know, we, we, we managed to miss that, that near miss, or we, we, we hope that woke us up.
0: But, I mean, this is also that sort of moments that, uh, look like with it against us Villa, to genie, it's his ball, it ends up hitting the crossbar, of the keeper and in. And with us, I mean, it's almost like it's marginal, again, where it eats the post flicks off of of, of Ramsdale's leg and he could, could have gone into you know our own net. and I mean even you know the the stadium reacts or the, the team reacts to, to go, like you know having a deficit like that so early in the game. But I mean uh there was a corner but also as you said, you know, also kinda of warning signs that we can't just sit on our wanches against Palace.
1: Yeah no I mean Palace hasn't been a happy team I mean you know we probably the team that we struggled most against, you know, if not boarding Man City. But you know, City's been a side, there's been a thorn in our side all the time. So you know luckily we, we we avoided that scare and like you said, you know, hopefully woke up Arsenal and said, you know, come, you need to now step up and and, and the, the, the consequence could be you could be one nil down, two nil down and and I don't know if this team had the legs to chase a game.
0: But you, you know what actually shocked me was that that point you made Arsenal we I mean I, I honestly I did not take note of anything like that, but when you told me like twenty eighteen was the last time we beat uh uh or like won our own game against Crystal Palace, I mean I was honestly I was dumbfounded when I you know, now actually did now go deep in on the, the results uh,
1: previously. Yeah, I know it's quite uh it's quite a it's, it's <laughs> the like prospect playing Palace because I was thinking to myself, you know, you don't want to to, to like, I mean, Palace, you know, was the reason we probably never made top four when they beat us 3 2 under Emre. And I mean, you know, last season as well, I mean, they we, we, we think we scored a last minute equaliser against them and obviously punished us. But I mean, it just shows you that they come to the Emirates and they, you know, they've been walking away with, with you know, points in hand. Probably Liverpool haven't even, you know, walked with as much points away as Palace because, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what what, the, what voodoo they what do had over it, but I mean, you know, it was time to break it.
0: Yeah, The 18th minute, the uh, young was keeper Whitworth ends up denying uh, Od- Odegaard with a fine save because I mean, I really thought this was gonna you know be the thing that's gonna break the deadlock because for me the more I was like you know looking at the clock.
1: I'm yeah, just, I mean, also.
0: I think it's time we <laughs> get you know get in this game, please.
1: Yeah, I was quite stressed out to, to, to this game because, you know, you're kind of looking at the clock, you're thinking, what if Palazzi doesn't count there and make it one nil? And you're kind of just saying, it's Arsenal, just settle this game, settle the nerves, get the goal.
0: Yeah, the 28th minute, uh, Saka ends up whooping a right foot cross. and ends up finding Martinelli, who ends up stealing a yard on uh, the right back, Joel Ward. And I mean, by the time he, he gets inside the box, he
1: just gets fly with a left foot shot across the keeper, 1-0 Arsenal. Very good finish. I must say, very good finish with his weaker foot as well. He scored quite, you know some Important goals with his left foot um, this season. And um, I love how Ramsey kind of, um, what is the word, preempted what he was going to do, how he just did the shoot and then he like, almost like, was there any doubt when he celebrated when, when Arsenal made it 1-0, but you know, Martin Henley coming up with an important goal once again. And like you said, one Arsenal.
0: And I mean, it's the goal of the season. I mean I, I mean, I never fathom that if you think it's the start of the season. And you know what we've always sometimes been saying about, um, like with him, okay, he contributes. In it, but I mean, it sounds like he's taking the, the, the true lead now in this uh, title race. And I mean, not only the title race, but also in the, in the sort of well, contribution that he's bringing to the team.
1: Yeah, no, everybody speaks about Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford's in top form. But I mean, you know, Martinelli's been is one goal behind him.
0: Yeah. Then forty uh, first minute, Arsenal are cranking up the pressure, moving towards off time. And I mean you can see we're now trying to you know to, to get ourselves, you know, another one before off time. Uh the forty-third minute, Ben White ends up freeing sucker. And then I also saw a boy coolly guides one to the net. I mean, I was expecting him to let fly, but I mean he ends up Coolie passing the
1: ball into the net and Arsenal go 2-0 up. Yeah, 2-0 up. I think it was a important, important uh, goal for us to get because I feel that if we didn't get that goal, well, they could have um, made it one-one at, at some point. So, you know, brilliant goal and, and Saka, the
0: the star boy. Yeah, and that's how we go into the half-time break. And I mean by the time second half comes around. I mean, I, I even told my son also during the game, that like, first half, I said, look, it's a bit like uh, some of the home games we've had, like, you know, where we dominate that first half, and then afterwards, you just know for a fact, look, they're not going to be as bad, like, you know, as the, as the Fulham game, actually, where we, you know, totally wiped the floor with them first half, but then, I mean, you knew by the time then you get talked to, talk to at, at the break, they're not going to come out as bad, and I mean, they... They actually did, uh, Palace City actually come out, you know, looking more like uh, sharper and and no more attack minded, trying to still get something out of the game, you know, like their losing position. Uh, for the third minute, Tsar ends up causing problems, gets a shot off, and I mean, Rams I mean, I didn't expect it, but I mean, the ball starts swerving and Rams has to tip the ball over.
1: Yeah, no, like you did you know, like 2 0, even like, felt like a dangerous lead. for me. I felt like we we need another one more because. Like you said, Palace isn't a walkover, and they have that, bit of, that, that's, just that grit and determination. You know, even though they're not playing well, that, that doesn't mean that they will give up the goose. So, you know, it was important that Arsenal stayed focused. And, you know, I was also hoping that we can keep a clean sheet at the Emirates because, like, I feel we, we leak too much goals when we play at the Emirates.
0: And, you know, one thing I also noticed, I mean, it's not like you can pick the temperature of, of the sort of stadium atmosphere. Look, the crowd was charming, I mean, the crowd was great in it, but I mean, you could feel, as you said now, even, like, you know, with uh, 2-0, there was an edge of nervousness. Uh, you, you, I mean, as I said, I mean, I, I don't know, how, like, you know, when fans are actually not in the stadium, but I mean, uh, when you're watching it on TV, you actually do sense that the, the vibe does change somewhat, because anytime they, like, even like that, with a shot, where you can hear that, that sort of slight groans, not that bad levels, like, you know, toxic type of ears, but I mean, for me, when you, you know, you have the vibe going a bit, you know, grumpy, you know, and, you know often to really kick into gear and, and get a bit more clinical. And I mean, that actually happened in the 55th minute. Trossard and Jaka playing a 1-2 between each other, and then the Belgian ends up playing a sublime through wall that Zaka gets, uh, gets on the end of. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's a whole melee of legs and they're going in, but I mean, time he ends up stumbling. He ends up somehow getting the last touch on the ball and
1: goes past the keeper. Arsenal goes 3-0 up. You know, Raka has also proved important in these goals he's been getting this season. It's been, you know, crucial goals at crucial times. And I, you know, at that point I thought it's over, you know, 3-0. And I'm looking at my, my, my phone as well at the log and saying, hang on, you know, we're only two goals away from City. You know, is it possible that we can keep the clean sheet and, you know, try to close that goal difference?
0: In minute from a Crystal Palace corner, Arsenal look kind of weak. The ball ends up dropping to uh, Schlupe, and he ends up blasting the ball past Lorenzo. Three-one.
1: Yeah, I know that was that was you know once again at the Emirates, who conceding goals, and you know that's the problem I have. I know it you know, might be might be very nitpicky that I'm looking at that, but I'm it can't you know it can't go on that way. We concede almost every time at home. Um, because, yeah, I should be have I mean, you know, I'm complaining here you know, with 3-1 up, but I mean, you know, on another day, it could have been 3-2 because of, you know, misses and saves by Ramsdale. Yeah, uh,
0: then 65th so, minute also make a double substitution. Zinchenko and Trasar coming off, Tierney and Jesus coming on. Uh, then, so, in the second minute, Shlup ends up playing in Zaha, but I mean, the dry, dragging the shot wide. And, you know, that's the very point that you, you know, just made where all of a sudden they get a the shot in the arm, Crystal Panthers, and now all of a sudden they tails, yeah,
1: no, the tails are up. Yeah, no, their tails up. And you are necessarily giving team, you know, that momentum or confidence booster. And all that needs to happen is that Paul finds the back of the net and Arsenal could be in sixes and sevens. So those are the type of things you need to iron out. It seems like we got that right away from home. It just doesn't know, like seem like it's working at home. Something, you know, maybe the rotation needs to tweak a bit more because, like, if you look at our goals conceded at home, it's quite high.
0: Yeah. <coughs> then, uh, 74th minute, Paris failed to clear the lines. As mm-hmm. Arsenal go on a foray forward, um, it allows, in the, uh, ends up allowing Kieran Tierney to hit a low cross towards Saka and the Star Wars ends up wrapping his foot around the ball and letting fly from about, 20 yards. And the ball ends up whistling
1: past the keeper. Arsenal go 4 1 up, and that suckers 12th of the season. Yeah, I know. He's been, I mean, I mean, if you listen to our earlier episodes or, you know, start of the season, uh, we even end of last season, we, we wanted sucker to be a bit more lethal, a bit more deadly in front of goals. And I think he's been doing that now. And I think, you know, we're seeing a real player on our hands. We need to try to tie up to a contract. And I think, you know, if Arsenal can win the league, um, you know, you, you have the opportunity of showing Saka, okay, you know, we can compete for big things, we can give you silverware, and, 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 and attract, you know, more quality teammates for you. But like you said, 4-1 up, um, you know, you kind of just felt that relief going in. You know, I was still going to that goal difference with City. Yeah, I mean, look, by the time the, the subs
0: didn't come around in the 83rd minute, uh, also, take off Ben White, Martinelli, and Gabriel, and on comes Georgino, Smithrow, and Kivio. And I mean, I was actually glad. I mean, I would have maybe given to Kivio a little more minutes than that, but I mean, okay, they gave him now about the uh, the form and the cameo. And I mean, in the 91st minute, Kivio ends up making a fantastic block to deny Zaha so in Palace was so you know throwing everything going forward. So, I mean, I think it, it was now good for his morale after, you know, that shocker that he had in the previous game when they played that, in the first leg of the Europa League time. So, I think he also needed something. Like, I just still think he needs, you know, more game time. And I mean, also end up holding on. I mean, that's three points in the bag and now also got eight points ahead of City.
1: And I think that's exactly how you need to, to kind of um, introduce new players into the squad or you know, you, you, you give him an opportunity to just go when things are going well. I mean, you don't want to throw in uh, Kivio when you, it's like you're playing, let's a say, Man City at the, at the Etihad when he hasn't had games under the belt. And not you know, I think he needs to do more of this where you just kind of, you know, maybe next game you're leading 3-0 with 20 minutes to go. Then yeah. you throw it on again, like give him, give him 20 minutes and then, you know, 30 minutes and then maybe you trust him now with a, with a full half or something like that. But, yeah, you know, 4-1 Arsenal, 8 points, clear City have a game in hand. But, you know, they have they, they come back and they have to play Liverpool at the Etihad. I mean, Liverpool haven't beaten them there in a long time. But, you know, maybe they can steal a point like they have been doing over the past few seasons as well.
0: So now we move on to the next match, (coughs) excuse me, another home game at uh, the Emirates, Arsenal playing Leeds United, Uh, first meeting 14th, uh, I think Leeds have been also, you know, it's been much of a turnaround since the, you know, they they sacked Jesse Marsh, Uh, they actually look a bit more, I don't know, more solid in in some of the games that they've been playing. And I mean, I think one of the key players has been, the, I the top three has been Tyler Adams. Uh, the Pascal strike, I think, he's almost like the uh, talisman at the moment. And then Rodrigo was always there and there about, you know, keeping this this squad together.
1: Yeah, and Le- Leeds is also a funny game, you know. Arsenal, we we we've, kept, we've picked up the points always against Leeds, but it's it's never been a a straightforward game, and I think. Um, you know, hopefully after the international break, everybody comes back in full force. <clears throat> do you keep it holding in, or do you kind of see what's the assessment? Do you know, have you gotten any feedback on how bad this Saliba injury is?
0: No, I think everything has just been laying. low. Like, I think the uh, I think the big shock was, you know, uh, Tommy Asu's season being over. I mean, it was a like a real shame. I mean, I think contribution wise, he could have been. You know, also a vital cog in that in the that, you know in the machine. Uh but that being said, uh building is now, you know, deputized quite well for Saliba. So I mean I actually do hope like after the break, Saliba does come back. But I mean it's more down to uh you know just seeing how the squad gets also kept together with all our players that's been uh you know on international break. Because what actually surprised <laughs> I don't know if you saw that um with, with Thomas Party going for that he's Ghana duty. He Arsenal actually sent the club zeal with him there. I don't know if you saw the pictures.
1: I, I saw that I saw that <laughs> but somebody said good old Arsenal because um we, we we needed that actually the fact that um someone to just wrap him up in cotton wool because like the last thing you want now is at, um party getting injured or, or basically any guy getting injured. I mean there's 10 games to go but my only concern is, and I don't know, you know what your thoughts are, you know, maybe Ben White picks up an injury, you know, who, who becomes a right-back? I mean, do you have an idea who, in your mind who you would push right-back? Or how would you how would you do things, you know, if you see seven games to go, five games to go? And you remember you know, that, that game also, you know,
0: like the Spurs game, the Palace game, where Thomas Partey was filling in the last or the
1: team? Oh, yes. So, yes, I, I remember that,
0: I, I mean, I look, I know that, that um, Sochenko, is versatile enough to go there. Because, uh, I mean, he, like, he, even at, at Man City, he was always like the, you know, the man-at-arms type of guy. He's always ended at the red, any position. And, and I think also one of the youngsters that, that has been doing quite well is that Matt Smith, when he does, like, when, well, from what I've seen in mean, preseason stuff. But, I, I mean, I don't think we're going to go, you know, dig that deep. But I still think we have guys capable enough. To, to, you know, get the job done. But I just think, I mean, it's again another game where um, leads. I mean, we can actually, get, you know, look and, and get the points where every leads. No, but I, I think what was it before that, The what you were mentioning now, the Man City-Liverpool game was the early kickoff for the Saturday the 1st, right?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we'll probably try to narrow it down. We will have to probably get the edge eight again. But I, mean, I, I fully agree with you. I just hope, I mean, uh, with, with regards to Liverpool, that they can somehow get something in that game. Because, I mean, look, I know we're already going to have a, a daunting task in itself going to, to Anfield. Yes. And, I mean, I think now it's also at the point of the season where after look, Klopp and them also have had, like, you know, shocking injuries and that. So, I mean, all, that, all their big guns are also slowly coming back. I mean, the only thing is, one thing I saw was that Nunes, he had to actually miss the the international break now because of some sort of injury. But that was like even prior to the the squad being announced, he already picked up a knock. And I think with us, we, you know, but for that two that we mentioned, I think we, so far so good. Because I mean, I I have been watching some international football and I mean, it it does make me a bit edgy, you know, when you're going through the squad and you just say, okay, I don't want to see a red uh, cross by your name because that was normally on the on Mob is only that that injury signal. But I mean, I just hope you know we can come through the unscathed. Because I mean, I don't know if you also heard that. I mean, yeah, I'm actually, i sure you did. That of they will also leave the Norwegian training camp early because of some sort of growing issue that they picked up when they did the you know the medical, the regular medical test at, at international duty.
1: I really hope. I mean, he it misses, you know three to four games and, you know, in that city, throw some points away. And, you know, once they throw points away, Arsenal can kind of, you know, build on it, almost like a Jenga to, to make it higher and higher. So what does your thoughts are going eight points clear? And I mean, also, uh, what's your
0: thoughts are going to the final right now? You know, is eight points clear, that, you know, what's what's the thing in, in, in Aiden's gut right now? Because you know, your gut does that do a lot of talking.
1: <laughs> you know, it, it, my, my, my real aim is to get to double digits. I think if you can get it to double digits, you know, City, All-Star, looking, because double digits mean that, you know, <clears throat> Arsenal can go, you know, drop points, still not that we want to, but that double digits is almost like, well, the, even if it's a game in hand and we get to double digits, it means City's drop points, you know, the, the gap could be as high as, you know, a, eight points even you know, with, without the game in hand. And I think if we get 8 to 10 points with with level games, I think, you know, I will then think this is ours to lose because I know, I know people are tipping us and thinking, yeah, we're the favourites, this and this. But, you know, my, my biggest fear is you, you're going to have to go to Anfield, you know, a place that we haven't won at since 2012, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, you always can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, 2012 was the last time we beat Liverpool at Anfield. Um, we've picked up draws there, whatever, but we haven't really, you know, beaten them since that Santi and Podolsky um, goals. And then, you know, uh, looking further down the line um <clears throat> that game, look, that came at the Etihad, you know, even if we can eke out the draw, I'd be happy because in that, I think City plays like uh, Brighton and the, the FA Cup fixture, then Brighton and then us, and we, you know, have a kind of a clear path in that, so that's going to be important. And then Newcastle, it's in James's Park, you know, I was quite ne- I'm stressed thinking about that fixture, what happened last season, so. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, but I mean, I, like, for me, what I've also seen, like, with, with the last few games there at St. James's now, Liverpool actually knew how to, and I mean, look, that was when, when, um, even Nick Pope was playing. It's not like they had like a backup keeper, but they they just showed no respect for that period. I mean, I mean that that was almost like our biggest flaw with that Everton game, That was a biggest flaw last season also at at Newcastle. We allowed them and the crowd to really get to us. Now Liverpool got this all sort of look, look screw you attitude because as I told you that that after Everton beat us this season, when when uh, Liverpool came around to to visit. They just nullified the central, mid, central midfield of Everton, which saw them win a the game. And then also the season when Liverpool went up to to Newcastle, also no respect, bombarded them with with all-out attack, and you could see that people even like Trippier uh, them, they were struggling. And so I, I just think the maybe it also comes with the attitude, like as we now you know edge closer to the end, I think you do get that sort of championship mentality or champions uh, champions mentality then.
1: Yeah, but I think for me, those three games, you know, plus Chelsea are important. But I think if City run deep in the Champions League, they're going to have to falter somewhere. I mean, it's only human nature. I mean, yes, they can. uh, look, Look, we will probably drop points somewhere. I mean, let's hope we don't. But, you know, City, let's say they have 11 games in the Premier League. In the Champions League, you know, there could be another two, four, five games. In the FA Cup, there's another two games. So we're talking about 16, 18 games in total that they're gonna have to bring the A game to each and every one because the, the, the longer that cap, you know, gets widened, it kind of says to them, yeah, you know, whether it's game in hand or no games in hand, it kind of tells them, right, if you guys mess up now, you guys are gonna have to go to the next game. And if you mess up there, you know, your title could be over. So it's kind of psychologically putting pressure on them. Plus, you know, maybe they have to chase a, a game against Bayern Munich and knock Bayern Munich out. They have to either play Real Madrid or Chelsea, which is also going to be, you know, yeah. not easy. So, so yeah, it's it's up to Arsenal. I think it's just to pile the pressure on them and say, okay, over to you, Man City. You have to win now. or oh. And I, I think, you know, Man City are probably thinking we can narrow. The, they're looking at this, this next two weeks when we come back as... I think it's going to be very, very important because if Arsenal, you know, make the gap bigger or keep it the same after Liverpool, I'm sure, you know, you and I are going to start looking, you know, nine games to go. Everybody's saying that, you know, Liverpool is a game that could be a stumbling block. We're looking still at eight points, maybe clear because that game in hand won't be closed yet. Or you could be talking about, you know, 11 to 10 points clear with them having a game in hand and suddenly you know they're like thinking to themselves flip okay you know what we can we win our game in hand it's it's only going to be eight points it was going to be seven points or eight points sorry now even if we beat arsenal at the etihad it's five points and even if they lose to newcastle it's in james's park it's it drops down to to two points so Arsenal still has that luxury. So for me, it's important to walk away at Anfield either points clear or points equal.
0: You know, um, I don't know if you saw, there was like a little interview that, that Gabriel Jesus gave the other day. Uh, and I mean, I just thought it's, you know, uh, it's almost like so uh, like gold, that comment that he made, where he said like, it's now a point of the season, like when they said the brought 10 games to go. And he said something down the lines of, this is where people like, uh, this is where uh, the time when, when uh, people like me and Zinchenko can come into play, where we can also help, experience, like, you know, giving that sort of mental experience to this, uh, the rest of the squad of, or even Jorginho as well, about how to see out that final stretch now. Because, more, like, moral, like, you know, moral-based uh, decision now, these are the type of guys that like, see some like Saka, or whatever, can I look up to as they almost, like, you know, can see in the distance the, the, the finishing line?
1: You know, and, and you hit the nail on the head there um, with that, because if you go to Arsenal seasons, you know, before where we were so-called, you know, close to a title race, we were involved in a title race, there was no real Premier League winners but for Wenger in the team, you know, yeah. so... No one knew how to conduct themselves over this period. Now we have two guys who've won the Premier League, um, four out of the past were five seasons when they were at Man City. I mean, <clears throat> there are other players that have won leagues elsewhere. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be crucial that we, 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 we like for me, this next two fixtures can tell me a lot because yeah. when you go to Anfield and they batter us, you know, City, you know, all of a sudden can close the gap with two points to, and then welcoming us at the Etihad, you know, so oh, it's it's important that we can beat Liverpool break. I think it'll be 11 years later, almost 10 and a half years later since we last beat them, so yeah, at Anfield, so let's, let's just hope we can we can break that stack.
0: Um, the final point I want to make was yesterday in the newspaper, um, the first team is now set for a revamp and an upgrade for you know, the, like the Champions League campaign for, campaign for next season. So, I mean, of course, now the, the squad is going to be trimmed as well. So, the uh, players that are now going to be allowed to be sold or moved on, and there's now like, in, in, in air courts, I'm also putting a rumour to be, um, it's going to be Pepe, Lokonga, Pablo Marie, Maitland-Niles, Cedric, Runason, and possibly Nuno Tavares as well.
1: Yeah, no, I think those are the guys that need to go. I think, you know, Sami's look like Lakonga Look like he's he's done. I mean, he's posting almost like um these Instagram <laughs> posts, which is quite you know weird thing. I don't know if he's having a dig at our or something like that. But you can see, you know, he's he's gonna probably be on his way out. I don't I, I wouldn't be surprised if if you know Vincent Company signs him for Burnley. You know, should or when they get promoted next season because. Yeah, I just think that he never hit the ground running at Arsenal. I just think that, you know, he doesn't have that attitude and the mentality to fight for position. He wants to be a handy spot in the team.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, so with that, I mean, it's now, still now, we're just entering now the first part or the first phase of the international break. But I just hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe and enjoy whatever you want to, you know, whatever sports on Tally at the moment. So take care, guys. Bye.
1: Have a good one and enjoy this time with your family.